Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we equip Christian women to harness the power of their influence and authority to counteract the plans of the enemy, advance the purposes of God, plus learn ways to mobilize other women to blaze the same trail. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I am a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. You're in the right place to learn effective strategies to be a force for godly change. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I'm your host, Shana Rattler. I want to thank you so much for being here, but just like I do every week, before we get started in the conversation, I want you to do me a favor. So wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast, I want you to take a screenshot. With that screenshot, I want you to post it on your social media, tag us here at A God Shift, and then I just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. And the reason why I do that is because I know that there are so many believers out there that really want to do their part to uphold Christian values, and everybody just doesn't know where they can start to be able to do that. So the more times that these episodes are shared, the more chances we have to make sure that people are equipped to be able to employ the different strategies and topics that we're discussing here on the show. So let me get right to it. I am going to read my guest's bio, and we are going to get into what is a very, very necessary and needed conversation. My guest today is the president of iVoter Guide, a division of American Family Association Action, and she's a member of the board. She holds a master's degree in computer science from Princeton University and worked as a systems engineer at AT&T Bell Laboratories for five years. She spent many years as a stay-at-home mom while organizing events for her church and community. She joined iVoter Guide in 2011 as a data analyst and was named president in 2018. Under her leadership, iVoter Guide evaluated over 13,000 candidates and educated 6.8 million voters in 2022. She is also the organization's spokesman and has appeared on American Family Radio, Bot Radio Network, Christian Television Network, and I could go on and on and on with the media outlets that she's been on, but I want to get to this conversation. So I want to welcome to the show, Debbie Wethnow. Thanks for having me, Shana. It's nice to meet you. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here. So this is a very timely conversation and a very needed conversation. So the entire premise of my podcast is helping people to understand how they can protect and uphold the Christian values that they hold so dear to their heart. And one of the things that I don't talk about on all of my episodes, but frankly, the foundation of our nation stood on the foundation, if you will, I guess I should have said that twice, but the foundation that our country was founded on are based on many of the Christian values that many of us hold so dear to our hearts. And they're attempted to be eroded, I feel like, at every single turn in all different facets of life. And so at the time of this recording, it is February the 12th of 2024. It is a presidential election year. So, Debbie, I want you to kind of lay the land of like, why is it this election so important for those of us that really want to uphold Christian values? Well, you you always hear the next election is the most important election we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always true. It's true this time. And it it's true because the people that we elect, we elect them to represent us. We don't have a democracy. 
we have a republic. So yeah. we are choosing people to represent us at the city council level, the city council, the state level, the and the national level. So there's there's races that are important at all of those levels because those people are being chosen to have power to set our tax rates, power to set laws that govern, you know, who can do what, where and when, um, what property can be built. It's everything comes through even the frequently judges get elected or they get appointed by those we elect. So, you know, if you're not happy with what's going on in the courts, you can look to what you have elected. So we, the people, have the power in this country that was, uh, you know, by God's providence created as a republic. And we, the people, need to make their voice heard in this election as any other to change the direction. And I'm sure you've had episodes to talk about the the way our course we have gotten far from the the religious values that our nation was founded upon and it we need to make changes culturally but we need to make changes politically as well so just in case this is the very first episode that anyone has ever listened to of a god shift just explain uh, you know a few of those things that have changed over years that are so important that when we look at who we vote for can kind of cha- change some of those trends that we're seeing Oh, goodness. Well, you can speak more to it as much. Let's have a conversation about this. So it comes down to, you know, uh, religious liberty. It comes down to uh, our family and and having solid families with mothers and fathers and children that have the right to guide and direct their children. It comes down to faith. And, you know, what is our purpose for our daily life and and prayer in the schools? There are so many things that are a part of those religious values. And a lot of the things that, you know, you point to in culture, uh, it, 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 it all matters. Uh, you know, there's big government, small government. They're all get back to uh, the government that God instituted back in, in the Old Testament times of, you know, rulers over tens, hundreds and thousands. Yeah. And I. I often wonder sometimes if people realize that many of the things that we're seeing that are happening in our culture these days, that it's happening because it really is an attack on all of the different things that, you know, that God put in place. You know, some of the things that we're seeing with gender confusion and LGBTQ, I don't think that sometimes people realize that behind the scenes, if you will, because I think the word agenda is overused, even though I do believe that there is an agenda, I don't think that they realize that sometimes the reason why those things are in place, because it really is attempting to erode, you know, what it is that God put in place. And even if we just take a look for those of us that are believers, and we, I'm one of those people, Debbie, that I say, if I'm going to believe one thing in the Bible, then I'm inclined to believe all of the things in the Bible. And so if I believe that the things that the Bible says is true, then I need to recognize that if I have a politician that is in office that is putting policies in place that completely contradict the word of God, then as a Christian, I should find it very hard to vote for someone that is for something that God is against. Am I crazy? No, you are not crazy, and and I'm in your camp. So one of the things that kind of became my beginning issue was life. We know that God created life. No, Psalm 139, before we were even born, he planned every day ordained for us. Yes. So life is precious. And to me, that was my, I call it gateway issue to conservative biblical politics, is that I'm not going to vote for anybody who was going to kill innocent life, who would support and allow abortion. And then it goes beyond that into, you know, who gets to rule, who gets to uh, raise your children and the rights that parents have 
Uh, there's even national sovereignty issues in, in immigration that come back from biblical issues that, you know, it's important that we as women and we as Christians understand all of that has a, has the root in the Bible. And so just to take that a step further, so we, we've talked a lot about like these are some of the issues that are on the ballot mm-hmm. that are should be important to Christians. What should we take into consideration? If I have my own thoughts, my own thoughts are the way that we should vote, because I think in this country, especially after, you know, the last time that that President Trump was in office, I believe that a lot of people chose to vote for or against Trump based on an emotional decision. And I was the first to say, listen, there are times that I wish that he would govern his mouth a little better than what he does, or maybe be a little bit more mindful of if he's being professional or whatever the case may be. However, that's not the way that I vote. And what my recommendation to people is always, you need to take into consideration the things that are the most important to you and then vote according to that. And so as Christians, what are some of the things when you're, we're looking at these issues that are on the ballot that you've talked about, what are some of the things that we should take into consideration when we're trying to choose who we should vote for, especially since I can't remember a time that I haven't heard at least a dozen people say every time it's time to vote, it's always the lesser of two evils. And so, you know, and and for every reason that I say we should vote for Trump, because I'm not, I don't, you know, I know that this is not a, a podcast to tell people how they should vote, but I personally believe that if I'm a Christian, that I need to vote for somebody that's going to put these things in office. But if I'm to say to someone like, this is who you should vote for, what should they be taking into consideration when they feel like, oh, but this person does that and you're saying this, but they also do that? Like, what? How, where do we start? Well, I voter guide's philosophy is really to look at the actions they have taken when they've held power. The best way to know what somebody's going to do in the future is to look at what they've done in the past, not what they say they're going to do, but what they have done. And we look at a broad spectrum of issues um, like life, like uh, LGBTQ issues, like marriage, like um, even we even look at fiscal issues and, and economy and what's their position towards Israel, because that is a truly biblical view of, you know, how do they view Israel? Why should we uh, ally and protect Israel? Um, and, and we honestly, I want somebody who not only shares my policy views, but I'd love somebody that shares my worldview, my biblical yes. worldview. So when I voter guide is researching candidates, we are looking at a, a, a broad spectrum of all those issues, every issue you and I have talked about and more from a biblical perspective, but we're also trying to glean a little bit of the worldview of the candidate because, you know, in 2019, never would of churches closing and mask mandates and vaccine mandates have been on our radar. But if we knew that they were a biblical Christian and and voted, you know, believed in personal responsibility and freedom, we could have predicted their policies on some of those things. Correct. But, yeah. So when I voter guide is researching candidates, and we can talk about that, you know, a little bit more later. Um, we're trying to give voters a, a a screenshot of how that person's where they fall in the political spectrum from liberal to conservative and conservative, meaning we want to conserve biblical values truly um, is what we're trying, what we rate the candidates on. And one other thing that you talked about was you said the lesser of two evils. That might be true um, in, you know, when you get down to two candidates, it's, it's frequently true in the general election where mm-hmm. you've got a Democrat and a Republican you're looking at, but the time that it's not 
on, on the case is in the party primary. And if you really want to vote your values and you really want to move the needle as a voter, you have got to vote in the primary election. Um, personally, to me, that's the Republican primary as the as the party that's the closest to biblical values and life and God and things like that. But uh, too frequently, how do you know who where those candidates stand? And that's really the purpose and the reason for iVoterGuide is to give the voters a tool to find those uh, those candidates that share our biblical worldview. I'm glad that you mentioned the primaries because, you know, I also hear a lot of people say, well, I only vote when it's time for the president. And I don't know anything about any of these people that are that are out there. And, you know, how do I know one from the next? And in the primaries, you know, it's like there's so many people. And so how do I, you know, so all the different things. So I'm really glad that we're having this conversation. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk more about the I Voter Guide um, that you've been talking about and how it can help us when we are um, making decisions for who we're going to vote for. So we'll be right back. God is commissioning women leaders to uphold Christian values and change the course of history for his glory and to mobilize other women to blaze the same trail. Want to know what type of kingdom leader you are and learn specific strategies to impact change based on your type? Find out by going to kingdomtrailblazerquiz.com right now. All right, welcome back. So we're talking about voting and voting as a Christian and what we should take into consideration if our values are important to us. Shouldn't be if, but since our values are important to us. So Debbie, you are the head of an organization and you have something that's called an I Voter Guide. Tell us a little bit more about what that is. Well, I Voter Guide is a online individualized internet that's what the I could stand for, Voter Guide. So you go to iVoterGuide.com, enter your address, and we will give you the your personalized ballot of all the races that we cover um, that'll just be on your ballot. So we make it really easy to use. You don't have to know what your congressional district is or your state senate district, your state rep district, just your voting address, which is where you registered to vote. And then we will give you your personalized ballot. We cover all 50 states, federal candidates in all 50 states. There are 42 states where we're going to cover your statewide candidates. And there are 30, uh, 32 states this year where we're covering all the state legislative candidates. So when Shana talked about 13,000 candidates in 2022, we're covering a, more than that, if equal if not more than that in 2024. So go and we're doing it in the primary election, Republican primary as well as in the general election. So it's a very data-driven voter guide. It's not like the old things you may remember getting passed out in churches where you just see, you know, uh, five different topics and they agree or disagree. It's very data-driven. So we've done a lot of research looking number one at um, if they've ever held office before as a maybe as a state legislator, now they're running for Congress or you know, whatever. We have organizations that have data points and score candidates based on how they are legislators on how they vote. Got That's it. A predictor of what they're going to do is what they've done. So we have uh, over 800 scorecards in our system, both liberal and conservative, because, you know, a bad grade from Planned Parenthood tells me the same thing as a good grade from National Right to Life. Correct. Yeah. It's very, the data is nonpartisan. It is all publicly available data. We've gathered it all into one place and made it easy to use for the voter. Then we get their campaign finance data because what somebody does with their pocketbook 
can be pretty revealing about what they believe and what values import is important to them, as well as who's buying influence from them yeah. who supports their campaign. We've also gathered thousands of endorsements from uh, various organizations and individuals. And then every candidate we cover gets an opportunity to answer our issue survey. So questionnaire has about 35 questions, covers that broad spectrum of topics that we've already been talking about. And then what, what really makes iVoterGuide unique and easy to use is that we have an army of over a thousand panelists who are volunteers that we, we, we vet them. We train them into what to look for in candidates. What are the conservative positions? What would be considered maybe a liberal data point or action? And then they assign a rating to each candidate from verified liberal to verified conservative. And that's provided on your personalized ballot. But it doesn't stop there because you can click on the more button or see the candidate's profile and look at all the data we've gathered their scorecards, their endorsements, their campaign finance, how they've answered the survey, links to their website, links to their social media, really trying to get, be a tool to equip Christians to identify um, candidates who think like they think and yeah. to give them a tool to be a good steward of their responsibility to vote. So basically, you've done all of the work for us. We don't have to go out and say, well, who's running in my area? Or for like, for example, for my, myself, Debbie, I just moved into this house this summer. And depending on who you ask, not necessarily a person, but depending on what agency you ask, there's some people that tell me that I live in Denton County, and there's other people that tell me that I live in Collin County. And the um, the place where you get your driver's license at tells me that I live in Collin County, but then someone said, nope, I just looked up your address of where you're supposed to vote, and you're in Denton County. So... <laughs> So I have a little bit more work to do, but it sounds like the iVoter Guide has really done the work for you to say, well, based on where you're located, this is all of the pertinent information that you would need to know about a candidate to be able to make an educated and informed decision. Is that right? Well, it's certainly the first stop place to go. We do not cover all the local races that you'll have mm -hmm. in Collin or Denton County. We have started to cover some school board races. Um, we watched what was going on in 2020 with Loudoun County and everything else. So yeah. there are quite a few in the Dallas area, school districts that we cover. Um, I don't even know if they're going to be on the ballot in March. They might not be till May. They roll out school boards at different times. So yeah. voter guide is a great first stop because we cover down to state legislative in so many areas of the nation. Um, and it can give you a guide to um, like your election dates, but you still may have a little bit more research to do on those local candidates and pray for us because we're trying to grow more in that area because that really is where the need is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, information. Well, I'm glad to hear this because I don't like it when people make excuses. Mm. And one of the excuses that people have is, but I don't have time to do all of that, or I don't know where to start or, you know, all the things that baffle my mind because we do live in an information society where, you know, there's a plethora of information that, that's too out there. Yeah. Sometimes too much information. You're absolutely right. So I'm glad to know that there is a resource out there that people can go to that, like you said, even if it doesn't do everything for you, it's definitely going to point you in the right direction. Um, and just based on what I've heard today, if you did nothing else, it gives you enough information to have a general idea of which direction um, that you should go in. So how do we find Find out about the guide? How do we use it? Do we register? Talk to me a little bit about the process. Well, it's a one-stop shop for as an election resource to you, the voter. You go to the website, iVoterGuide.com. 
um, to see your voter guide, you just enter your address. Um, if you'd like, if you scroll down on the homepage, we have a map of the United States. You can click on any state and see when upcoming elections are in that state. I would encourage you, if you really want to learn more, you can volunteer to be a panelist for iVoterGuide, because in part of our training and how to help us evaluate the candidates at the legislative level, we've heard that those volunteers learn what to look for in candidates further down the ballot. Mm. So it helps them when they're doing their own research for city council or trustee or school board candidate to know, you know, what are those keywords, those words, those code words that tell me you know, are you on the right side or the left side of the political spectrum? So you can be, a, you can do that at iVoterGuide.com. If you click on the take action, there's a place to volunteer as a panelist. Um, there's ways to share iVoterGuide with your friends and your family. I would encourage you to sign up for our emails at iVoterGuide.com because we send about just once a week, just a short uh, civics educational email to let you know more about, you know, some of those issues and topics that are out there. The goal is that you learn something. It's, you know, less than 500 words, pretty short, but it's shareable. So you might can forward it to friends and family. We'll also let you know when it's time to vote in your state or in your area. So it's a it's a great way to um, to, to, to be informed and to know what's going on. And we, we want to make it as easy as possible. That's perfect. And, you know, you talked about during certain times or whatever, obviously election time is not every year. It's not all year. Is there a relevant social media handle that they can, you know, follow to, to learn other things throughout the year when it's not time to vote? Well, we have iVoterGuide as a page on both Facebook and on X. So just follow us at iVoterGuide.com and we will give you some posts there. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you sharing this. Like I said, this is a very timely and much needed conversation. Everyone, please share, share, share this episode far and wide. I pray that it has blessed you and that you will consider going back and listening to previous and future episodes as well. Everyone have a great day. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to a God Shift podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with someone else. Be blessed.